Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Yep, you're here. You found me. It's another week. This is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and start out by taking a minute out to thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to me and go on about this podcast and add a little value, breathe a little bit of value into your life. And I want to give a shout out to those that have taken the time to get on my calendar so I can help them get unstuck, listen to them, kind of articulate where they are and what they can do to move on to the next level. Thank you so much. And if you listen to the show, you want to do that yourself, head over to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler and be take a minute to get on my calendar, pick a time that works for you. And we can talk about anything you want to talk about. You need help with your marketing. You need help trying to figure out your investor identity, how to raise money, what to do with the money. If you have it, any one of those things, feel free to please reach out and go from there. But this week I want to talk about not being fooled over by doors over dollars. And I see a lot of new investors, especially getting sucked into this mindset that they're nobody unless they've got, you know, a thousand doors or 2000 doors. And folks, I'm here to tell you how many doors you have doesn't matter. Okay. It maybe matters when you're trying to be cool or on the other guys and you're standing in the circle and everybody's sitting there going, I got 600 doors. I got a thousand. And you know, whoever's got the most doors, the coolest kid in camp. Well, at the end of the day, folks, what you should probably understand is that a lot of these folks that run around spouting off how many doors they have don't have any pro- don't have much profit. Shouldn't say any profit, but there is a phenomenon that I'm seeing of few people running around spouting off about doors that are not really profitable. One real advantage of having doors is when you're stepping up to bigger deals and you're looking to get financing, of course, then a door count and experience does make a huge difference. So I don't want to downplay that. You see, I can go out tomorrow. And I can get a thousand doors under contract. I'm pretty sure that right now there's a thousand doors that are not under contract that are for sale. I bet you I could run around. I could offer asking price for all those properties and get them all under contract. And I could say, hey, I'm under contract to close thousand doors. Does that make me a rock star? Well, no, because I haven't closed on it. And frankly, if I went in and paid retail, I'm probably going to go bankrupt with your money. That's how that would work. You see, that's what we're forgetting. There's a lot of deals that get done, boys and girls, whether it be a duplex or a duplex rather, or a 500 unit building, that doesn't mean they're profitable. Lots of big deals are getting done that are not profitable. They're using lofty projections based on things that they really have no control over. And unfortunately, there's a lot of folks investing in this garbage that are going to be in for a rude awakening as the economy shifts in coming years, coming months, coming years, whichever. So here, let me, let me tell you a little bit about why this is so. This is such a hot topic for me. It's because the one thing I can't stand is for someone to not accomplish something because of a limiting belief. And the reason for that is, is that limiting beliefs kept me out of the real estate business as far as the investor goes and multifamily for a long time. You see, I didn't think that I was smart enough to ever do multifamily. I didn't think that I was savvy enough to invest capital. I didn't think that I could negotiate a quote unquote big deal. I didn't think that having hundreds of doors was ever going to be in my wheelhouse. Well, (laughs) I'm here to tell you it wasn't until after I had already done a whole bunch of deals and had a whole bunch of doors that it finally hit me. It doesn't really matter how many doors you have because I'll tell you early on, I'm, I was doing the big race for the door count. I was right in that in that camp trying to be the guy that had his thousands of doors. Well, here's what happened though. In that race, what wound up happening is I rushed it because I was so focused on door count because I had to get, you know, I think my goal at the time was a thousand doors or something like that. I wanted to get to a thousand doors. I made, I made a public declaration. I want to be a thousand doors. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then I was rushing into deals kind of half cocked, ignoring my better judgment to some degree. And I wound up getting myself into a couple deals that didn't work out the way I wanted them to. Now, granted, we were able to come out of them 
clean and, and no issues there. But my point is this, is that those deals weren't my most profitable deals because I was so focused on in my, in the back of my mind, getting that big door count. For some reason, I attributed having a, a big door count to being profitable. And I'm here to tell you folks, though one has nothing to do with the other. You can be just as profitable with 10 doors. Here's a fact. I know people right now that have 10, 20 doors that are more profitable than people that have hundreds. I know a guy that does nothing but short-term rentals. He goes out and buys apartment buildings, small apartment buildings, like little duplexes and whatnot. And they're all like beachfront, and but they were tore up. He goes in and does kind of a lipstick kind of big rehab, turns them into short-term rentals. He's making bank. He's making big time money. On the average, he's making around four or $5,000 per apartment. So you do that math. Guy's got 20 doors at five grand a month coming in per door. That's a heck of a lot of money, folks. I mean, that is a lot of money as compared to the guy that's got wrote a check for 50 grand in a, somebody else's deal that's 100 doors. And that dude's maybe getting, I don't know if he's getting 12% per year, let's say he's getting about six grand a year. So big deal. He's getting 500 bucks a month off his 50 grand. The back end of this guy is you got to think, you got to look at the whole picture before you get all wrapped up. And I can't do this because I'll never be like, I don't know, Ken McElroy. I think Ken McElroy's got thousands of doors, right? That's great. But don't let the fact that you can't be Ken McElroy or Grant, Car- Grant Cardone tomorrow stop you from investing. Matter of fact, one of my pet peeves, one thing I really don't like about the Grant Cardone situation is that he once said you shouldn't even try to get involved in real estate investing until you've managed to save up $100,000. I think that is the worst advice on the planet. Shame on him for doing so. Because here's the thing. You can go get a duplex tomorrow, okay? Seller financing, or even go to the bank and finance a duplex. You can do a, a, a what they call a burr, a buy, rent, rehab, repeat, or something like that. Buy it, move in, fix up both sides, rent out the other one, maybe turn it into a short-term rental. Maybe you can uh, go do that and turn what would normally be a $200 a month cash flow into a $2,000 a month cash flow. Okay, in that scenario, you do two of those, a couple of those, you're gonna be making more money than the people doing the apartment deals, the big apartment deals, I'm here to tell you. You can make a lot of money when you focus on profitability, but if you're not focused on the profitability, then you're not gonna make that kind of money. That's just how it goes. If you got 600 doors and you can't make your mortgage payment or you can't make your car payment, or maybe that's all it does for you, then you got a big problem. You got a huge problem. And at the end of the day, guys, understand that a lot of people that claim to have all these doors, they really don't have these doors. What they have is a fractional ownership in doors. For example, if I raise money on a, on a deal, if I bring money to a deal, if I if you invest with me and then I take that capital and, I in, and we invest it together in somebody's syndicate, right? I go in and, and vet the deal for you. I would get a portion of the general partnership in some cases. In other cases, that's not the case. And it would be a portion of the limited partnership. That doesn't mean I have any decision-making power. I can't really take any credit for finding the deal or putting the deal together or negotiating the deal. Yes, I said negotiate. Don't sit there and sit there and make these people into superheroes. Instead, focus on what you can do. Just because I go out and get 50,000 doors doesn't mean that you cannot do that. I don't want you to lose sight of the ability of what you can do. Now, in the past episode, last week's episode, we talked about where do you fit in the deal just because you're not the person that necessarily brings the money, or maybe you're the person that that uh, brings the money but doesn't bring the deal, or whatever your role is. Maybe you're just helping with the underwriting. Whatever you're doing, be focused on profitability, okay? Whatever you're doing, be focused on profitability when it involves your name written into a deal. Don't let people tell you that you – I was told this once, you do your first deal – experience and you do the rest of them for profitability. You know, I'm not on that camp. I, I'm really not involved in that because I can't get on board with that because that doesn't, that, what that tells me is 
don't focus on profitability for your first deal. Just get your first deal done. I think that's probably the worst advice on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to focus on profitability, especially if you're using somebody else's money, using your own money, if I can go ahead and blow it. But people tell us that we're supposed to overlook things. We're not supposed to get, dig deep and ask for all of our documentation. We're not supposed to worry about this or worry about that because we just need to get a deal under our belt because then we're going to feel better. And folks, I'm here to tell you, you're going to go broke with that mindset. If you start to believe that bullshit, you are going to go broke. You're going to lose your own money and you're going to lose somebody else's money if you're taking on investors. So instead, focus on going back to what I've said a million times, why is the seller selling, right? If you're if you're not the person doing the acquisition, then maybe you'd be looking, maybe you're not the person standing in front of the seller. Maybe you're doing due diligence. You need to be looking closely at those numbers and making sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. Keep in mind, it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of folks out there that are doing deals primarily for the upfront fees. They're getting acquisition fees, or maybe they're getting a due diligence fee and things like this. And they're doing deals basically so they have something to do so they can earn a buck. They're not so concerned about what's in it for them later. They want to get their money up front now. So be careful when you get involved in these type of scenarios, even if you're one of the people that's getting paid up front because you could be led down a, a less than rosy path, so to speak. Understand that there are limited partners and general partners in these deals. I want to reiterate that. There are limited partners and general partners in the deal. Just because somebody says they've got 600 doors doesn't mean they have any decision-making power or can take any of the credit for actually doing the deal. That's kind of like saying I go to, to Coca-Cola and I spend $5 and buy some Coca-Cola shares or whatever they're going for now. Let's say I spent 100 bucks in Coca-Cola stock. That doesn't give me a seat at the table. I don't get to go in there and tell Coca-Cola how to run their business. I can't go spend $1,000 on Amazon stock. I think it's more than that per share right now. But I can't go spend $5,000 with Amazon and tell Jeff Bezos how what we're going to have for lunch next week. It just doesn't work that way. So therefore, I really can't pat myself on the back and take credit for Amazon kicking some serious ass in the retail space because I have nothing to do with that, okay? So therefore, if you're going to not do a deal, you're gonna, you just think it's too much for you to do. You can't take on these bigger deals. You can't do, the, you can't do this. You can't do that because so many everybody else is so far ahead of me. I'm here to tell you that is a lie you're telling to yourself. Don't think that way. What your job is as an investor is to, is to figure out a way to earn passive income. That is your job or to earn income over and above what you're earning now, right? You want to bring income in. That is your job. The best way to do that is with other people because that's going to help you go grow a lot faster and get a lot farther when you're investing. So folks, don't let what other people are doing or not doing stop you from what you can do. That said, don't let your friends, family, coworkers, Facebook feed or anything try to convince you that it's too late, that you can't get in the game, or you have to go get a real estate license, or you have to go get a degree in real estate or finance to do this deal. Folks, I know some pretty dumb people that are making a lot of money in real estate, okay? I'm not all that swift myself from time to time. I do all kinds of dumb mistakes on a daily basis, and I could still make a profit in real estate. I make more money than all the realtors in my market without even selling real estate. How about that? I can have a real estate license and make more money dollar for dollar per customer than anyone else simply because I don't sign on to the fact of number one, I don't work for a 6% commission. That's ridiculous. I don't work for chump change. I'm the best in the business. Why? 
because I've decided that I am, because I've told myself that I'm good at this. And if there's things I don't understand, I buy a book, I read the book, I buy a course, I take the course beginning to end, and then I apply what I've learned. See, that's what will make you the difference. The difference between you and everybody else is if you take what you've learned and actually apply it. There's no big secret about buying assets with other people's money. I hate to tell you, there's just no big secret. The only difference between a lot of the real estate courses, honestly, is how they deliver the information. The teaching style, for example. I just went to Rod Cleef's event. He does an amazing job with that event, a great job. But no disrespect to Rod, but like me or anybody else, he te- we all teach the same thing. I hate to tell you, we all teach the same thing. There are no secrets. Raise money, find equity, do great deals, right? That's really what it comes down to. But it doesn't mean that you know you can't go into day one and miss the other three days of the class and expect to be an expert. You can't sit there and say that, well, Ken McElroy's got 5,000 doors, so he's so far ahead, I'll never catch up, so I shouldn't even start. Folks, you got to get started, and you got to get started right away. I talked to you a lot about motivation and making it happen and taking things to the next level. You got to get out there, and the learning part really comes from doing. I believe that. I'm a firm believer in that, and anyone will tell you that that's actually out there in the space doing it, is you got to get out there and roll up your sleeves. What we're doing, folks, is not rocket science, okay? We're not reinventing the wheel. It's very, very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And why I say it's not easy is because you're going to have to get uncomfortable to get ever get to the place to where you can be financially comfortable, which means status quo isn't going to work, which means you can't just write a bunch of offers and send them out hoping and praying that somebody will do a deal. You can't do every deal by yourself because you're really not going to be able to scale. You can't focus on your unit count because if you're not focused on profitability, you'll lose your shorts and get swallowed whole by the marketplace. But you can take the time to read those little purple books. I think Ken McElroy is the author of a couple of them, the Rich Dad series of books. Get out there, read those books. It gives you the information that you need. Opt into to education sales funnels. They give you half the time the giveaways that you get from real estate educators are as good as the paid material. I'm writing a book right now on how to do no money down deals, an ebook. I'll be releasing that in a couple of weeks. I'm going to give it away for free because I want to see you guys take some action. There's a lot of good information out there, but you've got to read and consume the information beginning to end. And if you do that, I promise you, you will wind up being that person that's at 600 doors or 5,000 doors or whatever many doors it is sooner than later. For that to happen, though, you first have to learn, then you have to apply. I want you to put those blinders on and forget about what everybody else is doing out there on Facebook and Snapchat and uh, Instagram. By the way, Snapchat's still a thing. Haven't heard anybody talk about it in a couple weeks, so I figured maybe it's dead now anyway. But you got to get out there, roll up your sleeves, and do. And yes, you're going to make mistakes, and you are absolutely going to look stupid. One of the ways you can avoid doing that is to get on the phone, get on the call with me, and let's help get you centered in the right direction. It's absolutely free, no obligation. Pick up the phone, get on my get on my calendar, cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Tyler, I'm stuck. I don't know which way to go. I don't know where to start. Am I going to do apartments or sing, single family houses? Or am I going to be a mobile home guy? What am I going to be? Let's talk about that and get you pointed in the right direction. Then you can go out there and take the education in, read those purple books, watch those YouTube videos, roll up your sleeves, get out there and do get going and make it happen. It's going to be ugly starting out. Of course it is. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but here's the good news. Eventually, you are going to start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Before you know it, you'll be financially free, and you can be parked right next to me at the RV park, traveling around the country, which, by the way, update on that, we are getting ready to leave here in a few weeks, getting some finishing touches done on the RV. I decided to pull the plug on the uh, solar system, so give a shout-out to Battleborn Batteries. They were kind enough to really coach me through that whole process, which has been huge, and they've just been great to work with, and you guys will hear more about that when we start the Cashflow Roadshow YouTube channel and podcast. We've got episode one recorded that hasn't been released yet. We released in a couple weeks. Folks, I'm going to leave it right there. Short episode this week. I want you to get out there and take some action and learn to earn. Have a great week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.